we quit our jobs six years ago when we were living in China. We came with an idea that we wanted to find the next best place to live in the world, and we thought China at the time was the best place until the pollution went off the, off the Richter scale. So we kind of started our business simultaneously with trying to find the next best place to live. So we came with this idea that we should speed date cities around the world yeah. for two years. So we'd move cities every two to three months. And then to finance it, we decided to you know, launch this venture. And we were like, we could find enough clients along the way that we can teach PowerPoint to to fund that two-year dream. So it's been about six, six and a half years now that it went from just kind of a, let's just travel around the world and find some clients and finance this just to have some fun and find the next best place to live to now it's kind of our full-time gig that yeah. we can take kind of anywhere in the world with us. This is the Ideas Lab podcast, where you can learn from great creative and entrepreneurial minds how to turn your ideas into original businesses, books, and brands. Because in a crowded world, it pays to stand out. This is your host, John Williams, best-selling author and founder of the Ideas Lab London. If you're interested in what's working today in online marketing, or if you'd like to create a business where you can run online, so that you can live anywhere in the world and travel all over the world, then this episode is for you. Taylor Krunquist is co-founder of his wife, Camille, of Nuts and Bolts Speed Training. They run advanced training courses online for PowerPoint users, and they've turned this into a thriving business, recently increasing their monthly traffic from 70,000 people a month to 200,000 people a month. So we get into the deep detail of how he did that how he's brought so many people to his website, how he's managed to convert those people into paying customers and create a business that's allowed him to live a good life wherever he wants to live in the world. On top of that, you'll also hear the story of how Taylor and Camille left their good corporate jobs to set up this business and then experimented and speed dated cities, as he put it, to find out where in the world they wanted to live and why in the end, they decided on Ubud in Bali, where this episode is recorded. So don't be surprised if you hear some typical Bali sounds in the background of lizards, dogs, and mopeds. Taylor Krunquist, thank you very much for coming over to my place here in Bali. Thank you for having me over. So tell me what your business is, just so that we can brief people first of all. Sure. So we, six years ago, started an um, advanced PowerPoint training website. So looking to teach corporates, which is what we, the, the field or the, the, the industry we came from, how to use PowerPoint faster and more efficiently. And this is a particular niche, isn't it? Because it's not just like beginner's guide to PowerPoint. How do you describe your audience? Yeah, so I mean, our, the, our courses themselves very, focus at a kind of more advanced level. Mm. So it's not trying to be a PowerPoint 101 so like the actual courses you would buy are the kind of more advanced consultants, bankers, marketer, um, uh, people in finance, business development buy, buy those courses. But mm -hmm. then um, I think we'll talk about traffic too. But the way we generate traffic is actually going for the lower level stuff um, yeah. online. Yeah. And so, I, you know, management consultants famously live on PowerPoint, don't they? It's like uh, I've got a PowerPoint slide deck. Well, a lot of companies do. I mean, a lot of companies, it's, mm -hmm. if, you know, the, the classic joke is if it's not in PowerPoint, it's in PowerPoint. And people would be like, oh, I'm using PowerPoint for things it wasn't supposed to be used for. But it's like, but that's how PowerPoint's used. Like, yeah. We make for posters and flyers and we make do all of our photo editing in PowerPoint. Yeah. People are like, what? why wouldn't you use Photoshop? It's, like, it's faster in PowerPoint. So that's interesting. There's a ton of stuff you can do in PowerPoint that people don't even think about doing that's just faster. You know, you'll look down on this, but I use Keynote, which is Apple's equivalent. 
And I use that for image editing because I just can't be bothered to get my head around Photoshop. And I thought it was just some sort of weirdo for doing that. No. So uh, it's not that such as bad. I mean, we do it's everything. Doing collages and things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, and this business does very well because you've, tell us how your life is set up now. You, you live here in Bali. So yeah, we've, so yeah, we, we quit our jobs six years ago when we were living in China. So wow. we, we came up with this idea. Um, we came up with an idea that we wanted to find the next best place to live in the, the next best place to live in the world. And we thought China at the time was the best place until the pollution went off the, off the oh, Richter yeah. scale. Um, so we kind of started our business simultaneously with trying to find the next best place to live. So we came mm. with this idea that we should speed date cities around the world yeah. for two years. So we'd move cities every two to three months. And then to finance it, we decided to you know, launch this venture, which at the beginning was just the very like toes in the water. This wasn't trying to be a company that goes public. We weren't yeah. trying to make this our career. We were just like, how do we buy airplane tickets and food and mm. housing? And we were like, we could find enough clients along the way that we can teach PowerPoint to to fund that two-year dream. And then two years in, it was working pretty well. Um, it was covering all of our costs plus a little. So we said, well, let's do a third year and explore some other places. And we did that. And then at the end of three years, it was working even better. And then we moved to Bali because we would just want to stop moving. And we've mm. been here for about three years. So it's been about six, six and a half years now that it went from just kind of a, let's just travel around the world and find some clients and finance this just to have some fun and find the next best place to live to now it's kind of our full-time gig that yeah. we can take kind of anywhere in the world with us wow and camille so you you're already uh together with camille before you yep we were dating at the time adventure. now we're yeah. married did you meet in china yep i used okay. to say she's my chinese girlfriend even though <laughs> she's not chinese at all so you're both from the states and uh, you're from seattle i'm from seattle she was um her mom's French, her dad's from Minnesota. She was born in Hong Kong, lived in Beijing, and then New York, then Canada. So, I mean, she's kind of like always been trotting around the world. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So you ended up in Bali and you thought this is the place. Yeah, we basically, you know, we're looking for a place where we didn't have to keep living out of our suitcase. We just did what anybody could do is just started asking people who have also been traveling. Mm. And so we just found other travelers instead of all the places you've been, where would you move back to for six months? Mm. Like, where would you be super happy? And by the fourth, pretty cool couple that said I'd move back to Ubud, Bali in a heartbeat, which honestly, I didn't even know where Ubud, Bali was. <laughs> I just said, well, let's just go there. And worst case, we'll get there two months in. If we don't like it, we'll just yeah. buy a plane ticket and go somewhere else. And you never left. And we never left. It's just amazing. I mean, I've heard of people. It, I had all the meetup here once a few years ago. And I said, how did you get here? And I got everyone to go around and say. And people were saying, like, uh, I came here for a weekend. And, you know, on the way somewhere else, man, I just never left. Yeah. So it does have this kind of magical pull. Yeah, and I've never, never been to a place in my life. I mean, I've been to Hawaii and all these places where people say, I want to come back. You know, oh, I'd love to come mm. back sometime. But Bali, for some reason, has people who are like religiously coming back. They're like, mm. I do my one-year yoga retreat. Or I, mm. I mean, I've just never seen so many people come back to a place so consistently. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing. What do you think it is? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Ubud scene... I think it's, I mean, obviously you have the tropical environment, the, mm -hmm. the heat, the, the fruit. Um, it just has a vibe though. People are mm. kind of turning to better versions of themselves here. They want to go hiking and they want to try this. They're like, they become yes peoples, the way I like to think of it. Where like they're kind of like yeah. broken out of their kind of norm. They're here, they meet all these other people who are traveling, doing interesting things, doing yoga, and they just become yes people, so. Yeah, I, I just had lunch with, with John Spender, I was talking about uh, earlier. Um, and he, he's Australian and uh, he's so positive. <laughs> that seems to be the trend mm. in Uber is like anything is possible. Yeah. He's so relaxed and chilled out and everyone eats healthily because you can get 
really good food really cheaply and it's not a big uh, drinking culture and stuff so yeah it's a pretty cool place and so you're in the business what you're running is um uh is online courses are these passive courses or are these ones where you're you're teaching or you you camille teaching? yeah most most of them are all almost more video courses so someone mm. can opt in at any time, gets access to a dashboard, they get 24-hour access, can watch mm -hmm. them as many times as they want, download the exercise files and go through it. Right. We then do like monthly webinars on top of that where people can come and ask questions or we'll show the latest mm -hmm. tricks and features. We don't have to keep updating our videos yeah. and stuff like that. Okay. But yeah, primarily just video courses. And what kind of price points are these? Is there a whole range? Yeah, and we, we, we're starting to make lower-end price point courses. Um, for the longest time, we've just sold courses kind of like $300 or $400 a mm -hmm. course because we just didn't want to – we thought that's kind of what our advanced you know, content was mm -hmm. and we didn't have a $10 course version of it, but we're starting to kind of create smaller bite-sized courses that we're going to yeah. see if that works for more people. Yeah, and you were telling me the other day that your traffic is, is – Huge now. How much traffic do you get to your website? What your website is is that? Um, remind me the URL. Nuts and bolts speed training .com. That's right. Nuts and bolts Very speed long. training .com. In hindsight, we would have changed our name to something else, but at the time, that's what we came up with, and we ran with it and never looked back. Now you've got SEO. You're not messing with. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and and how have you built the traffic around that so successfully? Where's it? Where's is a one place where most of it's coming from? Yeah, I'd say ninety-five percent of it's all just Google traffic. Right. So we get about 220,000, 200,000 people a month on mm. average about now are hitting our website. Wow. Um, you know, and most of most of our people, which we've started to create more content kind of geared toward that, it's, you know, someone sitting at their desk, they're building a PowerPoint, um, they get stuck on something. Yeah. What does everyone do? They Google it and then, you know, they land on our website and then we have solutions for them. And we have a chance for them to opt in. Yeah. And then what we did on our website, which we held off for, for a long time, was we never wanted to turn ads on our site because we said, why would we mm -hmm. let someone else advertise on our site if we want to sell our own courses and everything? Mm -hmm. But then we realized that a lot of people, one, you know, aren't ready to buy a PowerPoint training course, two, yeah. don't want to join another newsletter, but they were getting, you know, they were getting the solution they want and they were just leaving. So it's like we were actually providing a valuable service to people even if they weren't interacting or doing all these other things. Mm. So we turned on ads and all of a sudden our content became this huge, just <laughs> pass I mean, passive, we still write content and update it, but it's, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. So you made money off ads now, I didn't realize. Yeah, that. Wow. that was a whole brand new thing for us. I was gonna say, it's quite difficult to convert somebody who's like in a panic in the office at, you know, 7 p.m. trying yeah. to do something on PowerPoint. To, to get them to opt into your newsletter is is quite a big ask, but presumably you still get a certain conversion rate. About 1% of people who hit our site yeah. will opt into something. So okay. that's about 2,500 people a month. Yeah, which is pretty good. It's pretty good. And <laughs> I wish it was more. Yeah, <laughs> well, we can also. It's got to improve. Yeah. And what's the, what are they mostly opting in for? What's the thing that really entices them? Yeah, so uh, we have a couple, we kind of have a couple lead giveaways that are, are better than most, but I mean, we basically went through and just most of our blog posts, you can just download as a PDF. So you can opt in just to get oh, the right. blog post as a PDF. Okay. So, you know, like keep it by your desk. Like don't have to come back and forth to our website. And is that something you're producing automatically where the, the PDF version, the blog posts, or do you have to create each one individually? So we make the blog post and then we found a gra this, this woman who's really good at InDesign mm. off of um, Fiverr. Mm. And then she just takes it and makes these, she graph, she you know, makes it graphic yeah. and, and whatever and just kind of pops the pictures in and. Wow. Just kind of cranks them, and they look. I mean, they look better. We used to just copy and paste. It's obviously mm -hmm. easy. You just copy and paste into Word, mm -hmm. save as PDF. Not the greatest thing, but it, yeah. it, it was what we were promising. But she made it look a lot better. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, so a lot of the opt-ins are that. Just like, give me the PDF version of this thing. I'd say half of the, half of the opt-ins are for some PDF or we have um, shortcut cheat sheets, obviously, because people mm. in PowerPoint oh, want to yeah. know shortcuts or it'll be slides. You know, so if you want to follow along with the, the tutorial, mm. we'll have a tutorial where you kind of follow step by step. So that's kind of half of it. The other half is we have more, I guess you'd get, call them sales and marketing funnels. Mm -hmm. So it's like a, a free mini series which shows you advanced hacks and tricks. And that would then lead into mm. uh, an actual dedicated sequence, which is trying to like show you more of the course and get you yeah. to buy. So we've got about half and half, I'd say. So your funnel is working? They work. Um, yeah. uh, we're just in the process. We built our funnels like two and a half years ago and we've like never really gone back and done much okay, to yeah. them, which is kind of embarrassing. If you get in the mm -hmm. online world, everyone's like, you know, test this and test yeah. that. And we're just going through the whole process now of kind of going back through that. And like someone's helping me do the Facebook targeting because mm -hmm. with 200,000 people a month coming to your site, you have a huge remarketing list yeah. and Gmail remarketing list and all this stuff. So people keep telling me like, I'm an idiot for not remarketing but then that's then we get to the tracking issues if you ever get start a website mm. there's the tracking issues and there's this issue and then that thing doesn't follow with this thing and mm. everyone says it's so easy and it's like why is it so easy why can't i ever figure <laughs> anything out and yeah i'm often surprised once you get into the details i something, how quickly things become complicated you go like everyone's telling us we should do this and it's actually quite complicated so so are you running any adverts at the moment uh we're just about to do a whole new facebook one so we were doing mm. we were doing remarketing so people who came to our sites we know that they have they use yeah. PowerPoint. We know that anyone who comes to our site uses PowerPoint because there's yeah. really no other way to get there. And then we were following them around with um, an option to join this kind of save 40 hours mini series. But we were having mm -hmm. disconnect between the Google ad network and um, Google <laughs> analytics with what was tracking and what wasn't tracking and blah, 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 blah. Right. So I put that on pause and I've got a friend now who's mm. super excited. So this is one of those things where you like you fall out in love with something because you're just like, I don't want to touch this anymore. Oh, and then someone yeah. else comes in and is like, oh my God, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah, this, yeah. you have that, we're going to do this. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Let's do all need. of that. Let's do all of that and more. What do you want to do? Because <laughs> I'm like burned out for it. I don't even want to look at it anymore. Yeah, because if you try and do it yourself in between everything else. Oh my gosh. It's just, it is, it's wearing and it's, it's a big mindset uh, twist because you've got to go into like uh, super data mode, kind of geeky mode. You need you someone who wants to just been writing content or something. It's that's quite difficult. Yeah. So by remarketing for people who don't know, we're talking about showing adverts to people because they've been to your website. Correct. Uh, fundamentally, and that's you know it's also very popular on uh, Facebook. So you, it's very easy for you to tell. For me, for instance, I can tell who's been to my website before, or particular websites, particular pages even, and then I can run particular ads because if they looked at a course and they didn't buy, then chances are they're at least you know, quite interested in that kind of area. Mm. Yeah, so... Uh, I was gonna say another interesting one, re retargeting if you get into websites and mm -hmm. stuff, someone told me to start a, because our, a lot of our people are professional services people, so consultants, yeah. whatever, and I wanted to figure out what more of the people actually did for a job. Yeah. And so someone said, well, if you just start a LinkedIn advertising account, mm -hmm. they'll give you a LinkedIn pixel and then they'll just tell you all of the, the industries that people work in, oh, wow. even without having to run an advertisement. Yeah. So I did that and it was like, oh, 20% of all of this, all this just random traffic that's just hitting our website are, are on business development. Oh, and they work for companies that are between 5,000 and 10,000 people. I mean, some of the things you can kind of yeah. like suss out, yeah. I kind of already knew, but it's just another interesting thing because of that pixel. And yeah. then they go log into LinkedIn and then the pixels, the, their, their LinkedIn profile just populates the pixel with all this stuff and puts it on my dashboard. I can now see kind of like what industries yeah. are, which is kind of cool. Wow, that's pretty wild. And if anyone doesn't know what the pixel thing is, uh, who's not speed on uh, online marketing, that's like a bit of code you take from LinkedIn or from Facebook or from Google, I guess, 
and you embed it on every page of your website. And it means that when somebody hits your website, it, it triggers something at the LinkedIn back end which says this person just visited this website. Yep. Now, some people I know find this a bit alarming that they're being tracked around the internet. But um, I'd rather, personally, I'd rather have adverts that are relevant yep. than adverts that are just, you know, random, you know, buy something stupid yeah. I'm not interested in. Yeah, and I mean, the classic thing, just remarketing an action that everyone's probably seen as you mm. go and look at a pair of shoes. Yeah. Because you really want this pair of shoes, and you go look at the news, and right next to your news article, that same pair of shoes, shoes is like sitting right there. And then you go do something else, and there's yeah. those shoes again. They're like, so the shoes are following you around <laughs> yeah. the internet, just trying to remind you that you were looking at them. And they go, "All right, I'll get the shoes. I'll get the damn shoes." <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah, that's remarketing in action to yeah. someone, excelling yeah. you. Oh, that's great. And what do you spend most of your time doing? How do you say you divide up your time? I mean, are you working a lot, a lot of hours out here? Um, yeah, I mean, there's, we've got lots of different things in the mix. Mm. Um, yeah. The recent one we've been trying to do is we've, we've known for a long time we need to start hiring people or like getting people yeah. up to speed on things so that we're not always doing everything that needs yeah. to be done. So we've been investing the last couple, but last month or so, kind of learning how to bring someone on, learning how to get mm. standard operating procedures. I traditionally haven't been a great manager because, like, I like very like ah, I don't want to deal with this, and so I'm trying to learn how to do that better. So, we're, if we can do that successfully with one person, we have one person right now who was working with us kind of more full time. Yeah. You know, the the idea would be in 2020 to at least get another person who could really kind of like pick up the slack on a lot of these yeah. things. So, do you not have any people? Do you you've got little bits of people like the the person doing the blog post thing? And- yeah, we have like six people through contracts. Like, yeah. you know, they'll help us do our email marketing and stuff, but it's not like an actual person that's yeah. sitting on our projects 40 hours a week. Yeah, yeah. Which when you start thinking about writing blog content and rich snippets mm-hmm. and YouTube videos and mm-hmm. scripts, I mean, there's just this whole onslaught of stuff and each one mm-hmm. of those things takes 10 times longer than you ever think it's going to take you mm-hmm. if you're going to do it right. Then yeah. At the end of the day, if you're just two people, it just can't get much done. And are you doing like a 40-hour work week or do you think you're doing more or less? I mean, I'd probably say I get four to six solid hours of work in a day. Yeah. Um, okay. I always think I'm going to get more than that, but I, I typically don't. I mean, that, that's like actually creating and doing yeah. stuff. We have phone calls and da 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 I try not to count on that, but right. I'd, say, I'd, say, like, I'd say six hours is my sweet spot where I can like be highly on task, mm-hmm. getting stuff done um at a quality level without i used to stress myself out so much mm. and then my whole life life quality even though i was living in an exotic place was going down because i was stressing myself out about yeah. all the stuff i wasn't doing yeah it didn't work out very well because it is a shame to be here and not actually enjoy it yeah it's a pretty amazing place yeah and so what do you think i mean what have you learned about marketing how fast is it moving do you think i mean you said you haven't touched the funnel stuff the marketing funnel stuff for a couple of years but are you seeing things moving very quickly or is it fairly consistent for you? You mean quickly as in people? Things that did work, didn't work, uh, don't work anymore or um, can you see something coming down the line that's going to change things in a big way? I mean, what, what will change things for us going forward is we're trying to get more data driven and stuff. It's just in yeah. the past we've had, we've had so much trouble tracking data mm-hmm. and everyone's like oh this is so easy and they kind of was like okay you you here you go we'll hire you to do it and they go and do it it's like i can't get it to work either it's like okay well that, <laughs> that's where i was before so don't tell me it was easy um so we started to do these kind of smaller tests of content to see mm-hmm. what people click on what they do and then we're still, we're, gonna, we're trying to like because once you've got like a, a 747 flying you've got this like huge website mm-hmm. with two hundred thousand people it's like 
there's a part where you're like to touch anything seems like <laughs> this impossible thing because you don't want to break anything yeah. but you also need to test so we're starting to create these like smaller micro scale tests like we we have this new convert box thing where we're like doing a, like mm. a a quiz oh, it's yeah. like this like cool little quiz thing where you like come to our website and it's like how many years have you been using powerpoint yeah oh that's not bad two years you know we asked two questions and then they all no matter what you answer, it'll, it'll, it'll um, branch you off into a giveaway. Oh, yeah. And that's been super, one, educational yeah. because of the questions we asked them too is like an extra three or 400 people a month have been opting in through this pop-up quiz, which has given us new ideas of like kind of micro level courses yeah. or like content that we might be able to create and sell for like seven, nine, ten dollars And that's called ConvertBox. Yeah, that was called ConvertBox. There's a bunch of them. There's like one, there's like a Ferrari version called like Write Message. Uh-huh which is like $200 a month and then convert box we bought for like some lifetime access okay. for something much less, but it's basically just this little thing that yeah. pops up. You've probably seen them on a website and it's just yeah. like, and you can tie it with your email autoresponder. So if someone's already like downloaded one thing, you're not mm-hmm. offering them the same thing and it can get yeah. fancy, but we've tried to keep, we're trying to keep make the, everything a lot simpler. Mm. I think as we cobbled our website together, people got us into all these different this thing and that thing is doing this yeah. and then an API is this and it zaps over here and I feel like we just got all of a sudden we got into like I was like this is all so much more complicated than it should be we're just trying to send people some freaking emails <laughs> it does get complicated I mean I tried to bring up just just getting accurate stats out of Facebook and putting it in a in a dashboard mm. and uh, we failed after several hours and it's just one of the, there's a lot of these things where you just go like we'll just leave that for another day I just yeah. don't know how to solve that I, I think there's um there's a role for a data wrangler. I don't know if that's a job description yet, but there's somebody who just lives and loves data and tracking it and connecting things. And, you know, out pops a number that you can actually understand as a human being that says, you spend this much on ads and you got this much back <laughs> or something like that. But you know, like you say, your hottest target market is this, this, and this. Mm. So this is probably terrifying for anybody who hasn't done any got into much online marketing but i mean you've been doing it for six years and um and you're running yeah and you're running a completely online business that's uh you know doesn't require your input to deliver most of it it's just you running the running the business well i guess you're working on wait a minute which way around is that you're working on the business most of the time you're working at how to boost traffic and conversions and yeah i I, i'm not delivering courses for instance no I do I do both because a lot of the content I do write I kind of have yeah. my own little secret formula now that I have that mm. gets traffic and stuff so people say well just hire someone in the Philippines for $5 an hour to do it they're, like, they don't, they're not going to do this, no. this it just doesn't work like that, if, no. that was, if it was that easy everybody would have like taken all my traffic away yeah yeah. Um, no you've got to have some knowledge you've got to have some deep knowledge about something so I mean you're probably <clears throat> do you have competitors not that we're going to mention them or anything but yeah yeah I mean there's there's, mm. there's course platforms there's other people who sell PowerPoint chain and have mm. YouTube YouTube what um channels and all stuff so I mean, yeah. there's lots of people I mean there's room there's mm. 500 million people using powerpoints there's yeah, lots sure. of room for people to be selling courses and yeah if someone's like well I bought their course I'd be like well that's great I mean as long as you're learning <laughs> something I mean that's the whole yeah. goal is to keep learning so and you really know I mean the the detail you go into in powerpoint and I know because you are on the uh, the bestseller mentorship course we're going to talk later about your book um you're still you're still thinking about the book yeah, it's, I mean, we still we still think we're distracted should, by other things. Two hundred thousand <laughs> visitors a month. Yeah, always get. There's nothing. Yeah, beginning the online marketing space. There's always something new to be focused on or new. Yeah. You know, anyway, there's anyway. Each one <laughs> yeah. seems right, but then at some and point it something like has to drop. It's going to be quite easy. 
Yeah, everything always. Yeah, everything seems like an easy. Everything takes ten times longer than you expect. Yeah. You just have to like suck it up and realize. Mm. Um, but like an easy, I still believe an easy thing would be for people to come to our site. Mm-hmm. If we had a speed training tips, tricks book, mm. I don't even think it has to be overly fancy because people yeah. like our tone and everything, and we could just offer it them there on yeah. our website or just offer it on Amazon. Yeah. And half of my goal is just to show up in any format on Amazon yeah. because it's another large search platform that we don't currently show up at all. And there are some people who don't, the first place to go is a book. And also, um, if you want press, journalists often go to Amazon. Mm. So they want to find a PowerPoint expert. They might search LinkedIn or something, but they um, often they'll search Amazon and <clears throat> find the book and then contact you. So um, uh, I think that's a good strategy. So we'll have a chat about that later, right, where you got up to. And uh, what are you doing next? You're, so you're actually leaving Bali, sadly. Uh, in June, June 2020. Oh, okay. So you already oh, realized. So We're just going, going back away. for the holidays. Yeah, for going a back. Of last year, we spent all the holidays hmm. not with our family, and we yeah. got grief to no end about that. So this year, we're going back for the holidays yeah. with the family. To Seattle. So we go to Seattle and we'll see Camille's parents as well. Right. Cool. And then uh, next year, you looks like you might be leaving here. Yeah, so we'll come back here in January for six more months. And then um, we'll, we're will we going to move. The, the game plan right now is to move to Seattle, have mm-hmm. a kid, mm-hmm. be in Seattle for a couple of years, start that whole new venture of yeah. whatever. And then after that, we're going to do cafe culture. So moving to the old world. I really want to like move to Europe. And, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, live in okay. France and... Yeah. Camille speaks French because she's half French and I want to learn yeah, French and right. sit at a cafe and drink <laughs> coffee and wine and keep working on my websites. Yeah. And you know, yeah, you know Sean and me who run this place mm. and, me, and, and their plan is to go towards Europe uh, in their next travel. Yeah. So, uh, Europe's yeah. amazing. Food, people, I don't know. I know Bali's great, I'm, but I've, I'm I've been a, living in Southeast Asia for 15 years, I'm over, so I'm like, I'm over <laughs> Europe. <laughs> well, it'll be exciting for me, it'll be Seattle. Oh, there you go. Well, that's another option. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's been really interesting, Taylor. We probably terrify people who are beginners to uh, online marketing, but hopefully people have uh, picked something up. If nothing else, they'll know, but everything's harder than people promise it's going to be. And that is actually quite reassuring. It, it's reassuring. The other thing that I one of my, I forget who, but someone was once telling me that they would, you know, this is when I was back in finance, and they would always ask the, the, um, the owners of the company, you know, like what are the three things that an entrepreneur should know? And I always forget the first and second one, yeah. but the third one was always inaccurate information. Yeah. And he was like, what do you mean inaccurate information? He was like, well, because if you knew how hard it was going to be once you launched yes, this thing, yes. you would never do it. So just launch the thing yeah. and then start to like, you know, steer and course correct yeah. along the way. It's like, you don't need to worry about all this stuff, like getting subscribers and saving an email or a, <laughs> a, a website. And then you worry about that. And then you, so, so you have to just like worry about each step along the way. Yeah. Um, Cause it is learnable, but, yeah, if you overwhelm yourself in the beginning, mm. which is easy to do if you're listening to podcasts and someone's like, well, I've got two million people this and I've got this mm. and the membership site and a book and I got this press team. And it's like, well, I'm just one person. You know, I used to be yeah. always stressed out. because like, I don't have a team. I have myself and my wife. Yeah. Um, so it is something you can chip away at and learn. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Any tips for me while I'm in Bali, while I'm in Ubud? Somewhere I should go to, I don't know. Might not uh, know Bali, the, the Russian spa place, the Bali Dasha. Have you been to that? No. Oh yeah, there's like this. There are Russians in Ubud. Yeah, there's a whole community of Russians. They <laughs> really? build this huge, beautiful bamboo structure with like yeah. saunas and cold pools, and they have a DJ that oh. spins at night, and it's like shishas, and okay. it's like I always expect like James Bond to walk through at some point. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's speaking Russian. And I always yeah. take people there. It's amazing. What's it called? 
Bali Dasha. Bali Dasha. I think it's open Wednesdays, Friday, and Sunday. It's only okay. three days you can go. It's like 150,000 rupee to get in. It's like yeah. $20 to get in. It's amazing. Okay, that sounds cool. Good tip. All right, thanks, Taylor. Cool. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ideas Lab podcast. Please do subscribe. And if you've enjoyed this episode, it would be great if you could leave us a review. You can get links and details of everything mentioned in the podcast in the show notes, along with photos and video clips from many of our episodes. Just go to theideaslab.org forward slash podcast.